82% of Americans said their finances were affected by the pandemic and the fallout, according to a recent Fidelity survey. If you're planning on retiring in the next few years, that can be an especially scary thing. Today, I want to share a resource that can help you get back on track with your retirement plan. Welcome to Simplify and Enjoy, the podcast and community focused on helping families have less stress and more options through minimalism and financial independence. I'm your host, El Martinez. This podcast is sponsored by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Find out how at bankbetter.org. How comfortable do you feel about your retirement? You're not alone if you're worried about it. In fact, that same Fidelity survey found that 36% of Americans are more concerned now than at the start of the pandemic about being able to maintain their retirement nest egg. The good news is for most of us, there is still time to get back on track. Today is a bonus episode where we're going to be focused on helping you reset things and worry less about retirement. I'm thrilled to have Emily Guy Birkin on. She's a former educator, lifelong money nerd, and an award-winning freelance writer who specializes in the scientific research behind money behaviors. She's also the author of several wonderful books, including End Financial Stress Now and The Five Years Before You Retire, which has been updated and released today. I got an advanced copy and I really enjoyed it, so much so that I ordered one for my mom. Emily covers step-by-step what you need to do in the next five years to maximize your current savings and create a realistic plan for your retirement and future. During our chat, we get into the two biggest mistakes people make when it comes to retirement planning, especially with what happened last year. We then get into how to assess where you are with your finances now so that you have a clear picture, and then understanding a bit more about how Social Security works. For many families, this is a part of their retirement plan that they want to get right. I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you so much for joining me. Last year, many people have been affected either directly with COVID or like the fallout from it, whether it was mm-hmm. the restrictions or just the way certain industries just shut down because of this. Mm-hmm. So great timing on updating your book five years before you retire, <laughs> because this is just on the minds of so many people in particular, those who are hopefully gearing up towards retirement. There's this big mm-hmm. question mark now, like mm-hmm. how am I going to be affected for me personally, my mom, mm-hmm. I consider her young, but she's getting to that point where she's thinking about retiring mm-hmm. in a few years that she's thinking about now because we, we just survived 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, And there's a lot of people that are trying to figure out where do we go from here? So I wanted to start off with the two main reactions. I loved your book. You got a lot of great information, but I'm going to start towards the end, which is Mm -hmm. common pitfalls that people Mm -hmm. have with retirement, either overreacting to the market volatility, which we saw, Mm -hmm. and then the other side, which was doing nothing. Mm -hmm. Why Mm -hmm. and how are those big mistakes when it comes to retirement? So those are both really common mistakes. They come about in part because 
we forget that money is emotional. The overreacting is where, you know, particularly if you're close to retirement, I write about this stuff and I looked at my 401k, I think it was in late March of 2020. I told my husband, you are not allowed to look at our, our portfolios right now yeah. because I tend to be much more even keeled than he is about money. It's overwhelming. And you have this fear like, oh my goodness, what if this is the start of something bad and it's just going to keep going down and then there's going to be nothing. And all of a sudden it's a catastrophe in your head. The thing is generally everything will bounce back. If you give it time, if you take money out of the market after there's a sudden downturn, all you've done is locked in those losses. So it's really overwhelming to deal Mm -hmm. with those kinds of market volatility, particularly when you are within those five years before retirement, you're looking at the money, you're likely to be looking at it more Mm -hmm. often then because you're still doing those calculations, you're doing those. It's really important to kind of take your, your, okay, where am I now? What can I live on per year now? Okay, how's it doing? Blah, blah, blah. So your finger off the sale trigger. Yes. (laughs) And and just kind of like, okay, anything that I need to do will still be a good idea in a week. And you don't need to treat this like you're at the craps table in Atlantic City, where, you know, take the money and run. This is a long term thing, not a short term thing. So that's the thing to remember is even if you're within five years of retirement, you're not going to stop investing on the day that you retire. That's something that people Mm -hmm. often forget. We feel like, okay, we're going to set money aside and invest, and then we're going to retire. And then we're going to put all the money in a vault and swim in it and just take money out of that vault as we need it. No, you're still investing for the long term, even when you're 65, even when you're 75, because you should still have some money put into the higher risk, higher return investments that you don't need to touch for 10 or 20 years. That's the sort of thing. If you take a deep breath and go like, this is a blip, mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about this blip later but it's not going to be a permanent thing. That's something that's important to do. And the flip side of it also, the overreacting to market volatility is when things go through the roof, like we saw with (laughs) Dogcoin or I don't even know. Dogecoin and GameStop. GameStop (laughs) And all of those things. So seeing that and going like, oh, well, that's a a can't fail. I need to get Mm -hmm. in on that without having a good sense of the underlying investments. Like I can't even pronounce Dogecoin correctly. So this is not an investment for me. (laughs) So that's another kind of overreaction Mm -hmm. to market volatility that is common is if you see something going gangbusters, you think like, oh, I need to get in before it's, you know, gets Mm -hmm. too expensive and it's stratospheric and I miss out. The thing is, again, if you're investing for the long term, Mm-hmm. You don't need to worry about those things. Now, if you want to take a couple hundred bucks that you can afford to lose and play around with that stuff, have at it, have fun, mm-hmm. but recognize that that's what that is. That's not your retirement plan. Yeah. I want to nail a, a few good things that you've mentioned and things I've appreciated in your book. One, finance doesn't happen in a vacuum. And I know even on this podcast, I encourage, you know, try to be as objective as possible. Mm-hmm. But the reality is when one, you're dealing with a pandemic, you know, that could be affecting your industry too. Like it's on the news. I remember mm-hmm. with my husband and you and I are in the same boat in this, in the sense that we're like, we're in the personal finance space and still it was like, okay, we got to stick with a plan. Like I had to mm-hmm. remind myself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because they would do like these drops. And yes, there was a 
definite significant drops, but even with smaller amounts with the mm-hmm. stock market, which were the normal fluctuations, the way it was highlighted definitely can kind of pull at you. If you're closer to retirement, it definitely affects you. So I love that in your book, you address that, you acknowledge that and mm-hmm. give us some practical tips on, okay, let's take a step back. Let's look at historically, what are the chances mm-hmm. that things mm-hmm. are going to get better? The other part was you've mentioned you're still going to be investing in retirement. I think that doesn't get discussed as much. Mm -hmm. We're told as general advice, save and invest for retirement. One, sometimes we talk about what's investments. I know index funds, I'm a big fan of those, but what do you do afterwards? Like, How do you actually set up your numbers Mm -hmm. and finances to go through retirement? So I loved how you talked about the layers Mm -hmm. and you even broke it down, like have this much for cash Mm -hmm. and investment because that makes a difference. I think part of what is a little frightening Mm -hmm. or nerve wracking is you don't have a plan or you don't know how you're supposed to plan. I know we're going to talk a little bit more, but I just wanted to pause on that and say, I really appreciated that in the book. Well, thank you. Yeah. One of the things that I think gets a little overwhelming for people, particularly when it comes to money, is that it's this big amorphous thing. Mm-hmm. You don't know how to grab hold of it. One of the things that I, I want to try to do with with my books and with my writing is kind of like, okay, you know, it is this big amorphous thing. It sounds scary, but really mm-hmm. it's just a, a series of tasks that you're going to need to, to complete. If you're not sure what those tasks are going to be, here you go. Here, start here. And you kind of start and get the ball rolling and you can handle these series of tasks. Whereas if you're just like, okay, plan for retirement, that's got people hiding yeah. under the desk <laughs> in the fetal position. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's very intimidating. It's almost embarrassment to say, okay, I made it this far. I don't want to admit, like, maybe I don't know what my next steps are. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. how your book does lay that out. It breaks it down like five years. This is what mm-hmm. you should do. You know, two, three to five years, start thinking about this. Having that framework can be a tremendous help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. I have I have some friends mm-hmm. who, the wife is a lawyer, the husband is a professor of engineering. Mm-hmm. So these are very intelligent people talking to them about like what they do for retirement and how like the first time they met with someone, they got overwhelmed. And it's okay. It's okay mm-hmm. to to recognize for one thing, the financial industry is kind of opaque on purpose. You know, that provides for job security (laughs) for a lot of people that opacity like turns a lot of people off. Even people who are very well educated, know how to research and ask good questions, feel like I don't know what to do. And I'm afraid that I'm going to screw it up. That's something that I I really want to kind of take that that fear away and and recognize there are many paths to getting it right. Also, Mm -hmm. it's not like you have to choose one specific path to get it right. There's many ways to get there. And just get started and put things in order as as you work. That will do so much to get you ready for retirement and feel feel prepared. Yeah. And I wanted first dig into steps, especially like getting your finances squared away. But I do want to, as a note, is a huge red flag for any advisor. Like you mentioned, sometimes it's opaque. Advisor doesn't mean they have your best interest at heart necessarily. Mm-hmm. If you have a question and they get angry or they intimidate or they mm-hmm. belittle when you mm-hmm. are trying to understand their advice, then that is you know a huge red flag. Find someone else. Uh, yes. The best planners, the best financial help I've received are from those who have just 
this teaching mindset. Mm -hmm. They want to help their clients. They consider their clients partners. They don't see Mm -hmm. as talking Mm -hmm. down. So that's really key. But getting back into that, those steps Mm -hmm. where you're thinking, okay, how bad is the damage? You're a little afraid. What would you advise a couple for how to approach that and how to kind of get a general overview of how their finances are now one year later? Mm -hmm. The first thing that I would recommend is like taking stock. And the thing is that can take a little while. That's one of those things where a lot of the advice in the personal Mm -hmm. finance realm is just like, okay, take stock. Now that you've done that, move on. And it's like, you know what? I do this for a living, but my husband and I did a recent taking stock. It took couple weeks for us to get all the different things together from our different jobs. We had to reset passwords, you know, all of those things. The first thing to do and take some time and like have, have a glass of wine with it or something because it's also (laughs) not your favorite task. Like let's do this on Saturday night, find all of the information you have, get it together and get a sense of where you are, get a sense of how much you have set aside for retirement, how much you can expect from social security, if you are going to be receiving any pensions, I know those are very rare these days, but you know some people in, in certain professions may still be getting some sort of pension and get all of that together to get a sense of what your number is going mm-hmm. to be based on what you have right now. Once you have that, that gives you a lot of information to play with rather than it being this like, okay, I got to figure out what to do and you don't know where to start. You're like, okay, no, I have this much in, in retirement. I can expect this much per month from social security and that pension from that job I did for 10 years in my twenties. It's not gonna be much, but I'll get this much per month. And you can start like, well, okay, if I don't add anything more to this, mm-hmm. what am I, what's my life going to look like? How much am I going to be making per year? How much, uh, am, you know, am I going to be bringing in per month? And then you can start kind of fiddling with things like, Mm -hmm. okay, if I turn this dial up and that dial down, so for instance, okay, what if I move to a lower cost of living area? What if I save aggressively between now and retirement? What if I make this change or that change? I am one of those rare people who finds that very fun. (laughs) You, Emily, I I, I like it. It's like that where it's just like, yeah, all this is fun. Like if I plan out this, and for me, it's kind of like, I don't know. It's like writing your own life story and you're imagining what your life story is going to be like. So like, okay, so if I retire to the beach, that's going to cost this much. This is what that's going to look like, but I'll be living on canned tuna fish because (laughs) so like, do I like that version of me? That's the sort of thing where like, again, if you bring a sense of playfulness to it, Mm -hmm. which I know can be hard because money can be a very fraught subject for a lot of people. But if you bring a sense of playfulness to it and a sense of like, how can I afford the things that are most important to me? then it's going to be a lot more rewarding than just like plugging numbers into a spreadsheet, which is what people assume retirement planning is supposed to look like. Yeah. And I will say not in every case, but I've talked to a lot of people and then also personal experience, having a concrete or a clear idea of how you're doing financially, Mm -hmm. that in itself is like a stress relief. When I Mm -hmm. started and looked at the debt. I'm not excited to see the debt, but it actually felt better knowing, okay, this is what Mm -hmm. I have. I can come up with a plan. I can deal with this versus not knowing. It was just, I remember losing sleep at night when, Mm -hmm. you know, dealing with the car loan, the student loans and all the credit card debt, just at least having a plan. And for some people, they may discover that they're not as bad off, especially a year later, you Mm -hmm. know, if they didn't panic 
with the investments. They they may find that they're they're in a pretty decent spot, better than maybe they've anticipated. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's the not knowing like yeah. is, is is harder than knowing. A lot of times, people will avoid it because they're afraid of a bad result. And like you said, even if uh, you look at your numbers and they're not great it's going to feel better because you can do something about it. It's not going to be hanging mm-hmm. over your head. So I tell the story. My brother-in-law was uh, deployed in Bahrain for mm-hmm. 18 months. And so my sister uh, made a plan to take my uh, my niece to visit him over, gosh, winter break 2019 before everything went down. Wow. She had gone to the State Department website and nowhere on there did it say you needed both parents for the child's uh, passport. Mm-hmm. So she got all the, she had taken half a day off work, gotten all the way down there and found like, this isn't going to work. They were leaving in like 12 days. Yeah. So like, she called me, she's like, I'm freaking out. And I'm like, okay, I get that you're freaking out. And she's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to take my niece, she's going to have to, her daughter, my niece out of school for half a day to bring her down. And they needed to coordinate something with my brother-in-law to fax it yeah. over. So I said to her like, okay, deep breaths. This isn't mm-hmm. ideal but it's just a series of things to do. That's all it is. You have a deadline because you've already got the plane tickets. You have like specific things that you know how to do and what to do, and it will be taken care of. You will get it done. So that's kind of how I feel about things like retirement and stuff like that. It's you get this kind of amorphous, like, oh my goodness, I'm not gonna be able to do it. And it's like, no, you can, you just need to know what you need to do. It's not gonna be pleasant necessarily, Mm -hmm. but you'll feel good taking care of it and checking those things off the list and feeling more prepared and feeling like you can do it. I I think that a lot of times we avoid stuff. I'm a master procrastinator. Um, (laughs) A lot of times I'm sure you've had that thing where like you procrastinate on something for like three weeks and you finally do it. It takes you eight minutes. why, Why was that hanging over me for so long? That's very common with financial tasks. And just doing it will feel so good just to have it done and it doesn't have to hang over you anymore. Yeah, absolutely. I know that talk of unknowns and there's so many things with retirement planning, but mm-hmm. it should be discussed. Roger Whitney, who is a you know financial planner, he even says like, it's our best guess. Mm-hmm. There is no absolute guarantee for any plans. So having that mentality can help you loosen up and mm-hmm. you just try to go for the best case scenario. One of those unknowns, Social Security, which mm-hmm. you know, could be its own book. I know you wrote the book <laughs> as well. But you get into this just within this book, which is a huge help at figuring out with Social Security. Years ago, I was trying to just talk with my mom and try to figure out. I was just like, oh, my goodness, I couldn't tell her this or that because like when to take it and, and mm-hmm. benefits to maximize. But you lay it down. Um I know we're not going to be able to go in complete detail on that, but like, what advice do you have? So for couples in particular Mm -hmm. about figuring out what's the best avenue or running the numbers Mm -hmm. with different scenarios to sort of come up with a basic plan. Mm -hmm. So particularly with couples, the thing that people often don't think about is they'll be thinking about like, how much money will uh, I be getting per month? How much money will we be getting together per month? Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily thinking about how much will a surviving spouse be getting if, when one of us passes away. And that's, I think, an important consideration because mm-hmm. in general, the longer you wait to take your, your benefits, the better off your surviving spouse will be because that will increase the spousal survivor benefits. 
And so I'm really fun at cocktail parties because it's very hard for us to wrap our heads around the idea that the party will go on after we've left. You know, we, <laughs> we don't really think about that. But that can be one of spouse is a way of having money that they can count on even as mm-hmm. they grow older and older. The thing with social security is a lot of times people are worried that they are not going to get the most out of it. There's mm-hmm. people are like, I need to take it early because mm-hmm. then if I die young, then like I want to make sure I get get the most possible out of it. The problem with that is that in order to win, you need to die young. <laughs> that does not sound like yeah. a game I would want to win. The other thing is the thing that you really need to worry about in retirement is not dying young. It's that you would live to be 120 because it's very hard to make sure that you have enough money to last mm-hmm. as you reach triple digits. Something that I recommend is hold off getting social security as long as you possibly can. Now, for some people, that's going to be tough. You need the social security to keep the lights on. Yeah. If that's what you need, that's what you need. If you have the ability to have the resources to put off getting social security, at least until your um, full retirement age, or if you can until age 70, that increases your benefits by 8% per year, approximately. And that's guaranteed. The stock market generally returns about 8 to 10% per year, but it's not guaranteed. In some years, it returns negative 34%. Yeah. So you're never going to get a guarantee like this that you'll get 8% per year. So holding off on getting re- your social security as long as you can is, is one of the best bets you can make. Again, that's, that sets you up for guaranteed income no matter how long you live. And that also sets you up for a better survivor benefit for, for a surviving spouse. Yeah. I know some of these conversations we avoid because one, it's either it's far off or it's talking about things maybe we're not so comfortable talking with. But like Mm -hmm. you mentioned, in a way, this is a way to show that you you care, especially with couples and Mm -hmm. taking care of their finances, that you want to make sure that each other you're, you're taking care of each other. Emily, your book has a ton of information, but what I like about it, it is like very easy to read in terms of you can pick up a chapter, you got a to-do list, you can tackle that, you can move on. It felt more, I I wouldn't say like a workbook, but it felt like, mm-hmm. hey, I can, I can do this. It is coming out today. I'm excited. And if you're listening and you're about to retire, you're retiring in a few years, definitely pick this up. And if you're like me, you have a parent who is approaching retirement, pick this up as a gift for them. I'm getting one uh, copy from my mom. Thank you so much, Emily, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoy it. I really enjoy talking with Emily. If you or loved one like your parents are planning on retiring in the next few years, go grab a copy today. I'll include a link in the show notes if you want to order online, or you can pick it up from your local bookstore. And since we're on the topic of preparing for retirement, whether that's a few years away or decades for you, one of the best things you can do is to go over your monthly budget. You want to assess the numbers, what's working and what's not, because it will make it so much easier for you to come up with a step-by-step plan and move you closer to your retirement goals. And as you're going through your budget, look for those big wins. Of course, 
Housing, transportation, food are usually the three biggest expenses, but another big expense, especially with families, is with their smartphone plans. If you're looking for a better option with your smartphone plan, but still want to have great coverage and phones, you should check out our partner, Republic Wireless. I've been a member with them for around nine years, and I still use and love them. They offer affordable phones, nationwide coverage, and their plans start at $15 a month. That can be significant money saved each year, which can then go towards your retirement or whatever financial goal you're working on now. Find out all they have to offer at simplifyandenjoy.com slash RW. Tomorrow, we're going to go back to our regular schedule where we're going to be discussing something that is unfortunately becoming more and more common. We all have to deal with these scammers and criminals, and they're getting more sophisticated. So we have to step up our game. In tomorrow's episode, we're going to be talking about how to protect your finances and identity. I want to help you hit your financial goals and protect your hard-earned money. Thank you again for being a part of this community. I hope you have a wonderful day. Take care.